Shalom. I am Leontine. And I'm Alan. Bruchim Habaim. Welcome to our podcast, Yala Israel. We invite you to discover the life and history of Israel, past, present, and future. Yala is a very popular slang expression in Israel, originating from Arabic, meaning, come on, let's go. So, Yala. Shalom Leontine and Shavua Tov. Thank you, Ellen. Good week to you. How are you? I'm great. So, you, you people may not know our listeners. Most of them are sitting in their homes on Sunday, enjoying, still enjoying their weekend. But in Israel, the week, uh, the work week and the school week begins on Sunday. So, today's Sunday and today is the beginning of the week, which is why I always say Shavua Tov. So, Shavua Tov. Shavua Tov, which means a, a good week. So I, you say it to me in Hebrew, I answer you in English. I love it. Okay, yeah. so do you have a good week? Yes, very interesting week. Uh, oh, I was yelling in the microphone. I could hear myself. Very interesting week. Um, actually, I was guiding a Russian family this week. First time ever I, I, I guided a Russian family. Um, and they were, first of all, very, very sweet. Now, how did they... What happened exactly? There was a young American husband. Um, he originally, his family was from China. They are Catholic and they live in United States. And he married a young, beautiful Russian Orthodox woman. And this Orthodox woman, her mother lives in Russia. Now, because of the war, um, the mother cannot come and visit the daughter in America, they are, they are living in the States, and the daughter cannot go to Russia because of the, the war between uh, Russia and Ukraine. So they decided to meet in Jerusalem. They also brought a prayer that the grandfather of the mother wrote during World War II when he was uh, fighting for the Russian army, Soviet army, I should say, it was still Soviet Union. And, uh, and he wrote, he, it was very, 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 very difficult for him. And he wrote a prayer and they brought that prayer. So this little old piece of paper with uh, Heinz writing on it, they brought it everywhere and they wrapped it and they made it touch all the different important uh, religious places that we saw. We went all over in Jerusalem and to Bethlehem. And thanks to them, we were able to uh, enter all the Russian sites. Because you know, guys, in uh, Jerusalem, many of the Russian uh, churches and uh, holy places are closed most of the week for all of us, if, unless you're Russian. But with them, we would ring the bell and then they in Russian would say something. Uh, and then we were allowed to go in. So it, it was a very interesting week for me. Wow, that's fascinating because I don't, I, I, we rarely get an opportunity to guide uh, Russian uh, Orthodox uh, as a Jewish guide from America. I certainly don't get invited uh, to guide a, a group like that. Yeah, no, no, I was lucky. And how was your week? Oh, it was great. I, we had a great um, uh, experience this week, which is we look forward to sometimes in the summertime, uh, their concert series in Brichat HaSultan, uh, Sultan's Pool. So there's a, in the Valley of Chinom, uh, which sits at the base of the old city, uh, they have these concerts. And this week, we went to see uh, Hanan Ben-Ari. I, I love Hanan Ben-Ari. He's an Israeli singer. 
Uh, and to be able to listen to him at the foot of uh, the old city, looking up at the old city walls, is is mad, uh, majestical. It's it's really beautiful and quite romantic. I was there with my sweet Diane. <laughs> yes, you know, guys, I had coffee with Diane, and we do that now every now and then, and we then we gossip about her husband and uh, my co-podcaster Ellen. And she says, "I don't understand. You always say sweet slow mo when you talk about your husband." And Ellen never says uh, sweet Diane. So we learned him a lesson. So now it's sweet Diane, and she deserves it. Yeah. Anyway, Hanan uh, Ben Ari. Uh, sings a song. Do you know Hanan Benari? Yeah, vaguely, not so well. If I tell you the song, you're going to know who he is. He sings a song, Hachaim Shalanu Tutim. Ah, yes. Have you heard that song? Yeah. Okay. Which which translates into our life is like strawberries. Tutim or strawberries. Mm-hmm. It's a great word, tutim. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what it means, but I think it means that life is good. Is good, yeah. And sitting there, uh, enjoying the concert on a cool Jerusalem evening uh, with the old city above, uh, life is good. So this week, um, our topic of the week is... Jewish versus Israeli food. Most of us have no idea that there's even a difference between Jewish food and Israeli food, but believe it or not, there is. Oh, wow. Yes. Actually, we found the topic, but it's a great topic. (laughs) So, you know, the reason the topic came to me is that, that I have had so many visitors from the United States uh, and they get here, and all they want, they're, they they think they're in the Jewish state of Israel, and all they want is a corned beef sandwich, or chopped liver, or gefilte fish. All the Jewish food that they're familiar with in, in the United States being Ashkenazi Jews, and they have no idea that the food here is a, is a mixture. It's, uh, it's like a melting pot of food. So let's talk about the, the difference between Jewish food and Israeli food. Okay, it's a good idea. So I think we should first define what is Jewish food. So now I think it's important to for those who who don't know you. Know, there are of course always people that, that don't know eh, that we have uh, Ashkenazi food, which is food from or traditionally from Eastern Europe, and Sephardic food, which is food traditionally from uh, Spain, Italy, Portugal, North Africa, uh, more or less, and. Those, uh, this is Jewish food, uh, but very, very different. Now, it's very simple. Basically, when you are in, uh, let's say, Morocco, you'll have uh, tagine, you know, which is like a stew of uh, lamb meat with um, prunes or apricots, and it's very, with cinnamon, very sweet, and couscous. But if you are in Germany, there is no lamb meat and uh, and apricots there. You have potatoes and herring um, and uh, chopped liver. Yes, uh, chicken liver, chopped chicken liver. So it's really the food that comes from those countries and that the Jews have turned into their traditional food. Yeah, so so you were born in, in Holland uh-huh. and you lived a large part of your life in Paris. So what were the traditional uh, Jewish foods in Holland and, and in Paris? Right, so the traditional Jewish food in Holland is not that great, I have to say. It's uh, it probably w- just cheese. You probably yeah. just ate cheese a lot. Of well, cheese. but that's not deep. Yeah, I ate cheese. I have cheese for breakfast, lunch, and uh, dinner, but uh, it's not typical Jewish. No, the the typical uh, Jewish food in Amsterdam would be a broodje pekelvlees. A broodje pekelvlees. Say that ten uh, times fast. Broodje pekelvlees is a, a small 
uh, bun, bread bun, and inside picklefleisch in Yiddish. So it's um, it's uh, meat that has been cooked or smoked with uh, specific spices, and you'll have that in your in your little bread bun. And or uh, the same thing with uh, chopped liver. That would be uh, basically. Uh, the, the typical food and then they'll have um, latkes which is like potato uh, pancakes I, I my guess is that is really the, the typical food that you would get in Holland now if you go to France France has a huge uh, Sephardic uh, community from North Africa so there you find the most amazing uh, food that you can find in Morocco so, so let's, let's make sure our listeners know uh, Sephardic Sephard means Spain yes and Sephardic Jews that left Spain during the Inquisition in the 15th century will migrate back to the Middle East basically back to Arab countries and those Jews will be referred to as Sephardic Jews and it's kind of Sephardic or Mizrahi, because some of them will move even further east, back to Syria and Iraq and Iran and Egypt. And sometimes they're referred to as Mizrahi. Uh, but uh, generally, Sephardic are people that came from Spain and migrated back towards the east. Is that Would that be kind of correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or okay. or yeah, or or north when it comes to when you go from Spain or North Africa to France, you go up north. But uh, anyway, so the food there is is uh, like the food that you would get in uh, Morocco, Tunisia. So it's uh, couscous. It's uh, there's all kinds of um, uh, you know meat that they cook for a long, long time in lots of spices and Jewish food. Otherwise, here in Israel, I would say. When you go to the market, the Machane Yehuda market, eh, the, the big central market here in Jerusalem, for instance, on uh, Thursday afternoon or Friday morning, you get a lot of uh, specific dishes like kugel. Kugel is a cake, uh, sweet and sour, you would say, or sweet and salty, uh, made from pasta. It can be both. Sometimes you make it very sweet and yeah. sometimes you make it sweet and salty. Right. So made from pasta. So again, heavy, uh, lots of different kinds of herring. Marinated herring, mackerel, um, uh, of course, lots of, uh, also you can get kugel from uh, from potatoes, uh, lots of challah bread, for instance. So that would be the Jewish uh, the Jewish food, I would say. What about you? What is your opinion? So, oh, well, I'll tell you what, what we ate in, in the U.S., not we, everybody, I'm speaking for my Ashkenazi roots, uh, generally, uh, and, and a good good example to tell you what you would eat at Passover tells you what you're going to eat uh, generally is Jewish food. Uh, so you eat matzah ball soup, which is chicken soup with these uh, either sometimes heavy or light uh, matzah balls. Um, of course, you you said uh, chicken liver, so we would have um, uh, chopped liver. Uh, and uh, did you ever eat gefilte fish? Yes. So gefilte fish, you take, uh, you know, these, these fish and you grind it up into this. Carp. This, Carps. It's carp. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, or in Memphis, they used also buffalo fish, which is similar to carp. And uh, my mother would, would grind it. She, she'd make everything and you eat it with, with grain. Grain, which is, um, what's the grain? It's Crane's, jelly, right? No, horseradish. No? Oh, horseradish. Okay. Horseradish. Yes. Very, yes. very spicy. Uh, and brisket, and of course, uh, like you said, kugel, and so all of this, what we would call Jew food, okay? But if you sat at my table in Israel, 
at my Seder table. Have you ever been to our? No, not yet. If you, I think we invited you, but yeah. you, you... I snobbed. Yes. <laughs> but if you, if you were at our table here in, in Israel, in Jerusalem, the foods that we eat is completely different than what we ate when we were in Memphis for me and for Buffalo for my wife because we've adopted some of the more uh, blend uh, of foods that they eat here in, in Israel. Uh, we eat like the locals, as they say. In America, Ashkenazi Jews generally do not eat legumes, which is kitniot. Legumes, okay? means vegetables. No, legumes like uh, oh, beans. And, beans and, and pasta. And, and, and okay. things that, that, um, that today uh, many people in Israel do eat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what we're used to. We have corned beef sandwiches and bagels and lox and cream cheese. That's what people, when they think of Jew food and they come visit Israel and they're surprised to see there's not so much of that Jew food. There's no. Israeli food. Yeah. So what, let's talk about Israeli foods. Right. So I actually, and it's, by the way, it's understandable because it's so, it's much hotter here than in most places in America and in Europe. So if you would eat the Jew food, you would just not be able to function because it's, you know. You... Now, what is the Israeli food? The Israeli food, we've talked about it already. First of all, hummus. Hummus is um, uh, a mix of, a uh, beautiful mix made with uh, chickpeas. Uh, there are a lot of dishes in uh, in Israel that are made with eggplant. Uh, you have, of course, uh, we call it baba ganoush. You have beautiful Israeli salad, which is a salad made with chopped uh, tomatoes, cucumber, parsley, uh, lemon juice, olive oil and soil, salt, that's it, but it's really, really delicious. So you see, guys, it's already, it's all legume, <laughs> I know what you say, yeah? legumes, you, you call it, um, and, and salads, and so it's all vegetables. You know, if you think about it, there's just so much, because, yeah. because uh, 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 Jews uh, were exiled from the land of Israel twice, with the Assyrian exile in the 7th century, or 8th century uh, BCE, and then again under the Babylonian exile. So I like to tell people that we went to the four corners of the earth. We don't all look Ashkenazi or Sephardic. Uh, we don't all speak the same language. And we don't all eat the same foods. So when in, 19, in the 1900s, the turn of the century, and particularly 1948, when the Jewish state of Israel was created, you had what we like to refer to as the ingathering of the exiles. So Jews were coming from, back from those four corners of the earth to, uh, to Israel and bringing with them their customs and tradition what were, that were vast and different. Um, uh, and, and like I said at the beginning, it's a melting pot of food. So you could name on and on. Let's talk, shawarma, uh, sabich. Uh, you know, you and I always argue about where the best sabich is. You like the one in uh, Tel Aviv. Yeah, but it, it's not it changed. It, I think they changed the recipe. So sabich, guys, yeah, is a sandwich. Back, she's backing off yeah. because I took her to Aricha Sabih in Jerusalem, and now she knows where the best well, one is. It's, it's, I, I've never actually found back the, the f- taste of that Sabih in Tel Aviv. But, what um, is Sabih? Tell them Sabih, yeah, it's a sandwich made in, in pita bread, like a pocket uh, bread, and inside you'll have um, uh, eggplant, an egg, uh, hummus, and lots of different uh, spices. So uh, the one that used to be in Tel Aviv, it would take the guy 10 minutes to make one sandwich, which made it very, very, very special. But you took me to another place in the market, Carmel in Tel Aviv, where we had there, I think I had the best sandwich ever, which also came into a pita. 
and there was meat and sauce and it was just you know the, the sauce was dribbling from my chin and uh, I felt I was in heaven very very Israeli you cannot really define uh, it but it was f you know the Israeli food is full of flavors and uh, because textures. We, we have so many so many spices local yeah. spices that uh, that we use here right um, also um, uh, you know because of the dr different traditions like things that we're used to, we talked about kugel, but they don't eat kugel here. On Friday, you go and you get jachnun uh, and malawach, okay? Yeah. Uh, heavy dough. Very heavy. Yemenites. Yeah. Yeah, Yemenites. Yemenite. Yeah. Um, and my favorite, if you really want a a kind of a Israeli experience uh, for lunch, go into Shuk Machina Yehuda, the, the Machina Yehuda market in Jerusalem. Uh, I like to go there on Friday. They have a restaurant called Azura. Have you ever been to Azura? Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. And and now I want to know what is the dish that you take there. Ah, so I get two two. First of all, I love their kuba kuba yeah. soup. Kuba is like getting back to the Ashkenazi side because this is Sephardic food. They it's like a kreplach um, stuff with meat in a very sweet and sour soup. I get the kuba. I think it's matfuna. Matfunia, or uh, you know me, I, I always can't pronounce anything correct, but um, that's my favorite. And they also serve uh, oxtail. Have you ever had the oxtail there? Yes, it's incredible. But what they do, it's in the Iraqi market of the shuk, so it's very uh, uh, Sephardic, uh, Syrian, Iraqi, Yem. It's a combination of different types of of uh, cooking. But they come in at 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. They start cooking in these big vats uh, of all these wonderful foods. And they serve it until it's, till it's gone. Right, right. That's, uh, it's, it's amazing. In fact, the kitchen hasn't changed since Azura uh, opened its, uh, the shop, early 1900s. So now what I take there is the um, uh, moussaka. But, uh, you know, in, it's a kosher kitchen, so you cannot mix dairy and meat so it's actually an eggplant that is filled with meat and their moussaka comes with cinnamon there's a lot of cinnamon that you use here and uh, pine nuts on top of it it's it's a little bit spicy it's to die for but again all these foods after you had it you have to go for a siesta because it's uh, in oil and the oil Sticks makes it great it's very very good now i need to tell you one little story because people do still eat here gefilte fish in also it's uh jewish food but jews in israel still make it on shabbat or for passover for pesach one day a couple of years ago i have a neighbor who is an older woman living all by herself and uh, i heard uh boom boom like somebody banging really really hard coming from her place and I it was like six in the morning so I was a bit worried and I went to knock on her door and she opened the door and she was in a bathing suit and she was actually telling me that the banging came because she had a carp in her bathtub and she was uh, killing him with a hammer <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's you know she was all flushed <laughs> because it was a difficult job and she showed me it was a huge carp and she was uh, making and she was going to make a filled fish so the next day uh, she came to my place with um, a Tupperware and inside was the gefilte fish that she made. It was very good. <laughs> that was the story. So uh, some Jewish food in Israel. So 
In short, if you come to Israel, and we hope you do, don't expect so much just to have a corned beef sandwich with chopped liver on the side. Come and experience all the wonderful foods of the Middle East and Israel. So today, the question actually originated from last week. In our last episode, we talked about uh, cats, why there's so many cats uh, in Israel. And one of our listeners uh, sent us a message saying, well, are there any dogs in Israel? Ah, it's a very good question. So, uh, yes, I would say there are dogs in Israel, but more uh, so in Tel Aviv. So, uh, in in Jerusalem, you'll see lots of cats. Not that many dogs, actually very few. I think it's also related to the fact that we have more uh, Orthodox Jews living in Jerusalem. And um, it's not, I mean, it's not forbidden. And I know Orthodox uh, families that have a dog. But there are not that many, by the way. The, the average of dogs is lifted here by the Alan and Diane Harkavy family because they have two dogs and they live in Jerusalem. But we'll get to that later. Now, the, the, when, you, when you go to Tel Aviv, there are, I, I would say that every third person has a dog. Now, in Tel Aviv, uh, you have a lot of young people living there. So that is, you have a lot of young couples and, that work in um, startups. Uh, that earn good salaries, but they don't have kids yet, but they want to take care of something. So they have a dog. So in Jerusalem, in Tel Aviv, sorry, when you uh, walk around, you see a lot of very, very good looking young, like people in their 20s, 30s with a dog. The dog all look more or less the same. There is this specific Palestinian Israeli um, uh, kind of dog that looks like uh, it's a mix between a shepherd dog, a wolf, uh, a poodle um, and a fox and they, they kind of all look alike and that those are the dogs that they walk around with in, uh, in Tel Aviv. You, you listeners may be surprised but I totally and absolutely disagree with Leontine. Um, there are many, many dogs in Jerusalem. Um, she's just not paying attention. As an owner of two dogs, Louie and Daisy, Louie from Memphis, actually he was born in Arkansas, uh, we rescued him and I brought him to Israel and we have Daisy who's a Jerusalem mutt, very sweet dogs, contrary to what Leontine may <laughs> tell you. But the truth is that because we have dogs, we walk quite a lot with them. And when we're on the Tayelet, which is the overlook of Jerusalem, the promenade or the Rakhevet, which is the railroad tracks that have been turned into a walking pass and bike pass, or in the parks, uh, particularly Gan Soccer, Soccer Park, we always, there's, there are dogs all over the place. People have, uh, have really taken to uh, dogs as pets, both in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Okay, so I'm very sorry for the listener. We, we, that we, you give, we give you two different answers. Take, take it back. Uh, no, because I, I do believe there are more dogs in Tel Aviv, but I'm going to, to, to study the subject and we'll get back to it. So thank you for listening this week and thank you to Villa Brown for hosting us. Thank you for listening to Yala Israel. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Buzzsprout or your favorite podcast app. You can send questions or contact us on Instagram at Yala Israel Podcast. Talk to you next week.